Amber Alert for a little girl in Saskatchewan has been expanded into... We were sitting outside, we heard him shooting. He's now facing 15 charges. In eight of Canada's 13 provinces and territories, crime is up. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly. And welcome to another episode of True North Crime. Where we talk about Canadian crime and sometimes elements of the law. <laughs> that relates to that crime. Always elements of a law, whether it be dumb or not, but... Yeah, there's always something dumb at the end to lighten the mood. Sometimes there's something completely relevant, and sometimes there's something completely irrelevant, but it all has to do with Canadian law. In one way or another, yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. How's it going? Uh, it's good. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm trying a new gin today. Oh, okay. Are you, so are you just going through the gin shelf at the liquor store? Is that what you're yep. doing? Yep. <laughs> This one was expensive. Holy crap. Was it worth it? Uh, well, I'll show it to you. It's kind of cool. It's purple. Oh, I have that. I haven't tried it yet. It's good. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think the last one I had was better, but this one's 60 bucks. Shit. Yeah. That's pricey. Did you, I hope you got yours as a gift. It was a gift, yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, from the Empress Hotel in um, Victoria, BC. Fancy schmancy. So, and, it's, and it's purple. It's purple gin. So interesting so that's that's what i'm trying today okay cool um it's pretty tasty otherwise it's been a pretty busy week hammered in some contracts which are good for the bottom line but uh other than that just you know busy yeah yeah you how's uh public life servitude (laughs) public Public servitude public servitude (laughs) yeah it's pretty good i'm very pleased with myself i solved a problem today Feel good about that. Oh, I'm so glad my tax dollars are going to work. My tax dollars too. I pay taxes. You pay yourself, technically. (laughs) But yeah, I solved a problem and then I created more work for myself. So yeah, a good day. Way to go. (laughs) I'm working hard. So don't give me crap about wasting your and my tax dollars. (laughs) Our tax dollars? Our collectively our tax dollars mm-hmm. uh, anybody who's listening that's not in canada can take a breath of fresh air <laughs> <laughs> no your tax dollars too little do you know <laughs> well if they come to canada i guess i suppose well now they won't because they'll <laughs> now that they know that their taxes pay my salary the gsd well i guess they could they could get the gsd back when they leave i think most people don't um, I don't know if most people know they can do that. I don't think they know they can, but they can. It's not advertised. No, it's not like in Europe where they have like a VAT. VAT, and there's like this whole thing at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, it's not something I ever really thought about. Because I don't think mm-hmm. I even bothered with the VAT when I was over there. Maybe if you're like a big spender. Like that guy we met. In Europe? In Milan. Oh, he, the mafiosi dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that would be a lot of that coming back to him. Yes, I would imagine, considering I helped translate you the page helped. and I saw all the receipts. <laughs> sort out his finances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. $60,000 in Gucci was nothing, so. <laughs> a drop in the bucket for that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was an interesting night. <laughs> Yes, it was. It's not often <laughs> anyway. I get to speak in Japanese and Italian and on the same conversation. <laughs> Very true. That was, that was hard. I'm, that requires a lot of alcohol. 
Too bad you know any Portuguese, and you could have talked with the bartender also. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good, thanks. That's that could be your specialty. <laughs> we weren't speaking Portuguese. You're speaking something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to crime. On to crime. Horrible crime. So this week, our story begins on Halloween night in 1992. Mm -hmm. Candace was working the night shift at a convenience store in the small town of Kipling, Saskatchewan. Have you ever been there? No. Have you even heard of it? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I would like, honestly, if if it's on the Trans-Canada, I've gone through it, but I can't say that I've been. I don't think it is. I'll be honest with you. I think it's probably a little further north. Then, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Saskatchewan is one of those ones, like, like the provinces that I've driven through a few times. Although I've come up from the south, actually, when I was driving through the states. So, Uh um, yeah, I, but I doubt, I, I doubt I've been to Kipling. Yeah. Okay. But on that, I was like, this convenience store looks oddly like there's been a major crime that's happened here. (laughs) Well, it didn't happen in the convenience store, this crime. Oh, that's true. That's just where she was working. She got into a fight with her boyfriend at it. Yes, she was really annoyed about, you know, missing out on Halloween fun, and then her boyfriend dropped by, and it didn't take a whole lot to provoke her into a fight, and she got so mad that she went to the hospital for something to calm herself down. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think is pretty impressive, actually. That's pretty angry. That's really angry. But also, like, to have the awareness to know that you're so furiously angry that you need to see a doctor. You need medical attention. But not with the wherewithal to dump your boyfriend who made you that angry. (laughs) Well, that's a a different issue. Hmm. Just saying. Okay, so she goes to the hospital. Um, and she's put in an examining room, examination room, exam room, in a room. Examination room, I would think. Examination room. It's not an exam room. It's not like you're, it's not like you're doing a multiple choice. Writing a test. Yeah. Have you, A, been angry? B, been sad? C, are you happy? Like, no. On a scale of angry, <laughs> choose the emoji that best represents your feelings. Okay. Egg flip, poo, or <laughs> taco and a hair flip. <laughs> okay, we should. And laugh people think this. that we don't respect the crimes that we. I know. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so Candace is placed in the examination room, uh, and a doctor comes in and he gives her something meant to calm her down. She remembers him leaving, then he comes back, and then he takes off her clothes and he rapes her and she couldn't move during this whole incident she couldn't do anything after the doctor left how terrifying is that i know that's awful that feeling of like knowing what's happening to you but not being able to do anything about it yeah well the thing is so this guy had meant to knock her out and the dosage just wasn't correct and so this paralytic he gave her was supposed to kind of render her, like, I guess, sort of unconscious or in a state of semi-consciousness. But it just paralyzed her. And that was it. So she's fully aware. So this guy leaves. And eventually she's, you know, able to regain some movement. Uh, and he redressed her. 
So when she goes home, she takes off her underwear and she puts them in a bag right away before she does anything else, like have a shower. Did she put them in a bag? I thought she put them in a bag in the hospital. No, that's when she got home. Oh, okay. So kudos to her for collecting her. evidence. Right? Well, like I can't imagine what kind of state she would have been in after that, but that's amazing. Um, okay, so she went to the police and she told them that Dr. Schneeberger had raped her. So the police open an investigation. Um, and she tells them the doctor anesthetized her, undressed her, raped her, redressed her, the whole thing. The thing is, Dr. Schneeberger was a well-respected member of the community. Everybody in Kipling loved him. Mm-hmm. And when word of Candace's rape allegation got out, she was ostracized. To be fair, I would have to say Dr. Schneeberger is also an idiot because if you're going to take advantage of someone and like rape someone, you don't do it to the chick who's so angry when she gets to the hospital she has to be like medically calmed down well i guess he saw this as an opportunity i know but still like i can uh, drug her and rape her and she'll be none the wiser i just think he's an idiot because i mean probably good for everybody else but at the same time you know like he he picked he definitely picked on the wrong person yeah (laughs) that's for sure not anyway, that there's sorry. a right person, but anyway, no, true. But like you know, like if you're if you're going after and you're choosing victims, I would say that this one was definitely yeah. not the um, the wallflower that you would want to try to pick on. No, this woman was a force to be reckoned with for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's completely ostracized by her community. It wasn't really a leap for everyone or anyone because she already had a bit of a bad reputation. And so this rape claim just made it so much worse for her. Schneeberger agreed to have blood drawn for a DNA comparison, right? Because she had DNA in her underwear. Uh, And he insists that the blood be drawn from his arm rather than a pinprick on his finger, whatever. And since it was a volunteer thing, they couldn't. Well, they're not going to be like, well, exactly. He's like, yeah, take my blood. Take it from this arm. Here you go. It's not a big deal. Whatever. Um, So the lab tech draws blood from his vein. It's tested against the semen in Candace's underwear, and there is no match. Mm-hmm. So which she can't understand. Which, of course, like, she won't accept that, as we'll see. Schneeberger was excluded as a suspect, and Candace was further resented for her accusations, as if it could get worse. Um, but she was certain that this doctor had raped her, and she insisted on a second test. Schneeberger obliged, and the same lab tech drew blood from the same arm. She noted the blood was kind of dark, um, a bit sluggish, whatever. It was tested, and again, no match. And as far as the police are concerned, that's it. The file was closed. Yeah, and I mean, they think they've done their due diligence. They checked them twice, and they were there and had witnesses present for these of tests. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's not like he just handed over a file. Yeah. He's like, "Test this." This isn't like a. <laughs> I like promise it's, it's, you, it's mine. <laughs> it's not like they're Russian Olympians, <laughs> right? Passing it through a hole in the wall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now this is all on the level. <laughs> well, as we'll soon find out, lessened, but we'll get there. So Candace, she left Kipling, which is understandable, um, and then settled for a while in Red Deer, Alberta. And Schneeberger just went about his business as the beloved small town doctor. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about John Schneeberger. He was born in 
northern Rhodesia. I don't like, what do you know about Rhodesia? I know that it was found by a man named Rhodes. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's called Rhodesia. Wow. I, I didn't even know that. Like, I really don't. Oh. Even, like, why is the Congo called Congo? I, I That I can't tell you. Yeah. So, like, I just, like, I don't even think about, like, why is it Switzerland? Maybe because there was a man named Switzer. <laughs> That's, that's not it. <laughs> well, I know. But I'm just saying, like, these are things that you don't really think about. Like, I, they obviously have roots, but, like, you know, like, why would I think about Rhodesia being named after an actual dude? Well, no, you asked me what I know about Rhodesia, and I'm telling you. No, that is true. Okay, fair. fair. <laughs> I have answered your question. Okay, do you know anything else about Rhodesia? Uh, it no longer exists. Mm -hmm. um, and northern Rhodesia is now Zambia. Um, Which so is in what continent? Africa. Thank you. Is that what you were driving at this whole time? Yes, I actually was. <laughs> <laughs> like that celebrity Jeopardy name this continent Asia. I would, I would like to point out that I once had an athlete who had no idea about Anything? about geography in general. We were like, we are, we were in Switzerland, and we were like, what countries border Switzerland? And she couldn't name one. And then we Jesus. asked her what continent Poland was on, and she said Africa. <laughs> so holy shit! How can you be that? I don't well, want to say stupid. I don't think that's fair. Ignorant? No, she, she's ignorant. So her mom is actually a teacher. And when I told her mom this, her mom was appalled. And now yeah. she's actually doing a co-op in university. And she's kind of come around. Like, she's now educating herself more. Like, she thought it was kind of funny in high school. But now she's realizing that it's a really... It's embarrassing? It's, it's a big problem. Yeah. Because fuck. when you're dealing... And also with what she's studying, she's studying business. Like, you can't be that ignorant. <laughs> God. Yeah. Hopefully her so parents aren't going to listen to this because they're going to be so mad. <laughs> Actually, they'll probably, they won't be that mad. They, I hope, like me. Sorry, Bill and Susan. <laughs> okay, so back to Northern Rhodesia. Okay. Now Zambia. That's where he was born. He was raised in South Africa. Mm -hmm. He received his medical degree from Stellenbosch University in South Africa and then moved to Canada in 1987. And I can't tell you why, but settled in Kipling, Saskatchewan, of all the places to go. How do you end up there? I don't know. I mean, how do a lot of places or immigrants end up in a lot of small towns? Sometimes it's just also easier. It's a placement thing. It's also cheaper standard of living. I suppose, uh, but... You know, also it's a... For rural doctors, at like in a lot of times... Yeah, maybe it was lucrative... Yeah, well, it's also like sometimes there's a call for rural doctors and it's just easier for the guys to get placements where they can. Well, I know a guy. Or people, should I say, not just dudes, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So I know, but I know a guy who's a doctor. And do you do. <laughs> Is he your doctor? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you know two guys who are doctors. <laughs> I don't have a doctor at the moment. It is so. Do you really? It's freaking impossible to find a doctor in this city. Yeah. I'm on a waiting list, and when I got on the waiting list, I was told it would be between twelve and eighteen months. Wow, I have five doctors. This is like a common problem where I'm at. But you have a lot. Your a lot of your doctors are specialists. Yes, that is true. Right? It's not like you have five GPs and you just visit each one. To I know, get and second, I'm third. I'm just so <laughs> special that I have four specialists. <laughs> That's what I tell myself every day. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, being special, it's almost like hard on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you got to find a way to just knock yourself down a few pegs every morning because you're so special. All right, Rach, I'm going to show you something fun with this gin. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. It changes color. Oh, that is fun. So it's it goes from like a bluey purple to more of a pinky purple. Yeah, that's cool. Yes. Anyway, it is a very fun gin, but it's pretty drinkable. So oh, just good to know. Well, I got a whole bottle of it downstairs, so. Just telling you, it's a good party trick. <laughs> I'm going to a party later this week. Maybe I'll bring the gin. Yeah, and you know that gin and tonic glow in black light, right? Really? Yeah, tonic glows in black light because of the way the particles react with the quinine. Well, you'd have to have tonic with quinine. Yeah, but I mean, most if you're drinking good tonic, it will have natural quinine in it. The quinine tastes disgusting. It's actually not. If you get the naturally light fever tree stuff, it's good. Ugh. Oh, just fucking get over it and try it. No. Because <laughs> you're thinking about the bitterness in quinine, right? Yes, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, so I can tell you that if you get it, Indian tonics have a lot of quinine in them, but if you get the light one, the fever tree light, naturally light, it's not as quinine heavy. Mm. So, it, just, yeah. it tastes like metal. I can't, I don't like it. Oh, just fucking try that Why one. Why don't I just drink a different gin drink? Why does that have because to be Because it glows. It glows. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Kipling. Okay. The, the G and teapot will come out. and. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Schneeberger. Settles in Kipling. I'm about to say Ontario. Kipling, Saskatchewan. And uh, there he met Lisa Dillman. And the two of them were married in 1980. Sorry, 1991. Lisa already had two daughters from a previous marriage. And then she and Schneeberger had two more. By all accounts, they were a happy couple and a loving family. In 1993, which is a year after Candace's rape, Schneeberger became a Canadian citizen. Yay. And throughout this <laughs> whole time, Lisa stood by her man. There was no way her husband could or would do such a horrible thing. She called the allegation ridiculous. And she was apparently very good in court at staring down the witness. Was she? Yes. Apparently, well, that's what, um, oh my God, what Candy Candy said? Her name is Candy, right? Candace. Yeah, Candace. Yeah. So th that's what Candace said, is that in the court, um, the wife would just stare her down, like just daggers oh, in the back. Jesus. That's tough. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so the police officially closed Candace's file in 1994, but Candace kept on fighting, good for her. In Red Deer, she either met or hired it's a little i think she just hired this guy probably um, a retired mountie who was now a private investigator and this guy he believed her story <laughs> and so broke into schneeberger's car hoping he might find something that would eventually lead to his guilt found a chapstick he did yes he found some chapstick Mm -hmm. um, so what he did was he smeared the chapstick on a, like a plastic baggie that he had. So knowing that like the top of the chapstick would probably have DNA on it. So it was you know, a pretty smart thinking. I often feel the same way that people feel about the word moist about the word smeared. Really? Just smear? Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> they smeared it. Like, you know, like awful. bagel and smear? Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, that's weird. That's a weird a, word to have a an aversion to. Yeah, just I don't know. It's just, maybe it's like pap smear and everything's smeared and everything's like gross. Like you <laughs> smear it on. Like you you butter bread. You don't smear it. Well, you might. You might smear the butter on the <laughs> it bread. Just sounds so gross. <laughs> Could you smear some butter on my bread, please? Like, <laughs> like I'd be like, fucking take it back. <laughs> I think you're on your own with this one. Oh, come on. You <laughs> moist, don't... yeah. Like a lot of people have a problem with the word moist. I don't have a problem with moist. It, it's oh. mere. What about the band? What do you mean the band? <laughs> do you, have a problem? you don't have a problem with the word moist. Do you have a problem with the oh. band moist? No, I don't have a problem with the band moist. <laughs> Silver was a great song. Silver was a good song. Yes. <laughs> that was the same time as this fucking crime, too. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the crime. Back yes, to- segue. Oh, good, good job, you. Okay. <laughs> so um, our private investigator rubs the chapstick on the plastic bag and has mm-hmm. it tested by a private lab. And what do you know? The DNA from the chapstick matches the DNA in Candace's underwear. So this is proof that Schneeberger raped Candace. If it was indeed his chapstick. It was his chapstick, yes. It was. Yes, I know, but still. So, more blood is taken from Schneeberger. But for whatever reason, it couldn't be tested because it was of poor quality. And he was insistent that they take it from his arm at that point. Always. He always wants the blood drawn from the arm. So, I think that was in 96, 95, Mm -hmm. 96, that third attempted blood test i can't um, remember he confessed to this in the end didn't he yes but it's not not until Later. what i'm about to tell you okay, <laughs> okay so right, thank you <laughs> that was really <laughs> awkward all right i'm jumping i'm jumping the getting the gun You're, you are getting a little ahead of us okay so um Candace is still, she maintains that Schneeberger raped her. He says no. The blood tests prove that he didn't do it, but the chapstick proves he did do it. And then came a second allegation, rape allegation. This was in April of 1997. Lisa's teenage daughter, not like her daughter from the previous marriage, not John's daughter. <laughs> Lisa's teenage daughter told her mother that Schneeberger had drugged and raped her. Mm-hmm. And so Lisa believes her daughter. She kicks her husband out of the house and goes looking for proof. And she finds hidden in their house a box full of drugs, vials, syringes, and condoms. So gross. So disgusting. She calls the cops. More DNA is is collected from Schneeberger. Not just his blood this time, although they do take blood, but from his finger. They also take hair and saliva. So they've got like three sources of DNA from this guy. And finally, at last, the police confirm what Candace had known to be true this whole time. He was her rapist. So I guess that kind of begs the question of how did they constantly draw blood and it didn't match? <laughs> well, here's what happened. So the, tra- the whole story doesn't come out until like they go to court. They, like this actually went to trial mm-hmm. after Candace first accused Schneeberger of rape he knew that there would be a DNA test so he cooked up this scheme to beat the DNA test first he got hold of a patient's blood 
Mm-hmm. Not hard to do. Nope. Then he put that blood in what's called a Penrose drain, which is a plastic tube used for draining wounds. Yum. Next, he made an incision in his upper arm and slid the tube (laughs) down his arm under his skin. I, like, I'm sure he had to use some type of anesthetic for that. Yeah, some kind of, yeah. Like a topical, at least. For sure, for sure. But can you imagine, like, he had, like, just just to go to those lengths to do that like and then also like hey you don't want to cut your arm open and shove someone's blood in there don't fucking rape women yeah and also then on top of that like he had it there for years yeah i know like he (laughs) it kind of blows my mind they never took it out after like the second go round yeah but anyway, so he's got this fucking tube of blood stuck under his skin and this is why he always insists on having blood drawn from his arm when at the time, like, they just needed a pinprick. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody would have known about this fake vein because he always wore a long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. And he would, like, roll it up to, like, just above the elbow or below the elbow where they would take the blood. So no one would ever see that there was a cut on his arm. Mm-hmm. Although in one of the videos, upon closer inspection, they could see it. But it was only after he confessed that they... they that they Well, then they, you know, they were looking for something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, in late November 1999, Schneeberger was found guilty of raping Candace, duh, and his stepdaughter. Uh, And in Candace's case, he was also guilty of drugging her and guilty of obstruction of justice for the whole fake blood thing. He got six years. What the fuck is wrong with our justice system? Our justice system from when it comes to sex crimes oh, is so lenient so lenient like you think about drug crimes and then you think about sex crimes and the sex crimes are always like oh yeah slap on the wrist compared to the suffering also that it causes right yeah. like you just it's disgusting <clears throat> yeah it just it really really bugs me yeah so it's like um the coach in the United States who got charged from those gymnasts got like 125 consecutive years. Mm-hmm. And then the ski coach in Canada who had uh, like 37 counts of assault got like eight. And now he's out. <laughs> Did oh, you is hear he? about that? He's out because it's being appealed. Yeah. Gross. What the fuck? What the fuck is <laughs> Anyway, I'm getting all worked up. Anyway, let, that's a different crime that we might we might approach on a different day. On a different day. Right now, we're talking about Candace's fight for justice. Mm-hmm. And also Lisa Dillman. Okay, so back to Lisa. Um, so things are kind of looking up for Candace, right? She gets some justice. But for Lisa, things are somehow getting worse. While he was awaiting trial and during the trial, Schneeberger insisted on seeing his children, the two kids that he had with Lisa, obviously not the stepkids, not the stepkids, one of whom he fucking raped. Mm. Lisa refused. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Yeah, right. And she was fined $2,000 for keeping her kids away from their rapist father. Yeah, and you think, like, they would think, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's raped his fucking stepkids. Let's, like, maybe not maybe let keep the other children. Kids? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So when Schneeberger was packed off to prison, he kept up, kept up with the father's rights stuff, demanding Lisa bring the kids to visit him. Mm-hmm. She tried to fight back, 
but Justice Jean Maurice of Saskatchewan Court of Queen's Bench mm. ordered, in his wisdom, for her to take her daughters to visit their father in Bowden Penitentiary. Fucking gross. Ugh. Okay. Like, way to add insult on injury on injury on injury. I know. Christ. Just want to get some lemon juice and why, you know. Just smear it all over them. Smear it all over them. Exactly. Rub some salt in there while you're at it. Smear it in. (laughs) So this ruling by Justice Maurice appeared to be a first. Normally, felons don't have access to their kids if the kid's guardian is opposed to it. Um, Lisa appealed to politicians, but she, uh, sorry, but they couldn't or wouldn't help her. She asked for the visits to take place outside of prison, but she was told that couldn't happen because Schneeberger was a dangerous person. Yeah. But he still had to see his kids. Yeah, it's such a contradiction. It's amazing. Oh, Christ. In a last-ditch move, Lisa asked an Alberta judge to intervene um, because she had since moved to Red Deer, like Candace, didn't follow her there, but just ended up in Red Deer, um, asked an Alberta judge to intervene, but he turned her down saying the case belonged to Saskatchewan, even though none of the people involved live there anymore, because Schneeberger was in prison in Alberta. So, but this is still Saskatchewan, a Saskatchewan issue. Um, okay, so eventually at some point Schneeberger was transferred to a prison in BC or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, anyway, when he was paroled after serving four of his six years Mm -hmm. and I don't know if Lisa had to take the kids to visit him like when he was incarcerated in BC, um, but the visitation issue came to an end when Schneeberger was deported in 2004. Fun. Yay. Uh, but before I get to the deportation, there's one more fucked up thing that happened. After his parole, Schneeberger moved to Regina, which just happens to be the city where Candace settled. Right. So I feel like that's Disgusting. a bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. No, it should be like, at least leave them the fuck alone. Right. Like Canada's a have- big country. We got lots of cities. You don't yeah. have to go to Regina. Let them, let them live in peace. <laughs> Like, leave, leave this woman alone. Mm. Um, and I don't know why Regina, honestly. Like, I can't imagine it was to follow Because it rhymes with vagina and he's a <laughs> Obviously. <fist. laughs> God. What? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not dissing Regina. I'm saying that that was his motive. Oh, of course. Because he's a child. No. Since he'd been stripped of his medical license, he found work on a demolition crew and as a carpenter. Uh, Little did he know that he was about to get stripped of something else, his Canadian citizenship. Yay. Um, So, okay, so the the reason he got stripped of his citizenship is that when he made his application for citizenship, he was still under investigation for the rape. And he mm-hmm. declined to share that information Oops. with Citizenship and Immigration Canada. Nice. <laughs> so when they found out about this, they took away his Canadian citizenship. Thank you very much. And then sent him packing. To Rhodesia? 
back to Rhodesia. <laughs> Northern Rhodesia. Did that even exist in like 96? I guess this would be like no. 98. Well, two th- like, no, he was deported in 2004. Yeah, so he'd go back to South Africa, I guess. Well, there was some Zambia, debate. I guess, I don't know. Well, there was there was this debate. It's like, well, where is he going to go? Is he going to go to Zambia? Are they going to send him to South Africa? His family lived in South Africa. Um, so that's where they eventually sent him. But with his deportation looming on the horizon, Schneeberger's friends wrote to the immigration minister asking him to reverse or delay the order so he could say goodbye to his daughters. Oh, yay. Which is exactly what happened. Lisa was ordered to allow him to see his girls one last time. Wow. Ugh. It's just like, you know, he's doing this just to be like vindictive because he is smart like that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, maybe he does love his children, but at the same time, it's, like, one uh, more way to just, you know, stick it to his wife. And also, what type of love? Yeah, well, we'll never know. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so... Leave that one hanging. <laughs> God. Okay, Schneeberger was sent back to South Africa, and it was no longer Canada's problem, South Africa was not looking forward to having him back, and women's groups tried to have him blocked. Um, so there were protests and letters written and whatnot, but it couldn't be prevented. He returned home and moved in with his mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if Schneeberger is remorseful. In interviews, he seems awfully concerned about what his victims think of him. Quote, I like to be forgiven, but I accept that may never come about. End quote. And that is the end of the story of John Schneeberger, former MD. So gross. So very, very gross. Yep. And there was no um, sex offender registry at the time in South Africa. In South Africa. Oh. So it's not. Yeah. So he could just kind of like live in peace, right? Nobody would know. That's so disgusting. And he, he initially was going to try to get his medical license back because oh. it had lapsed because he hadn't paid his dues to, I guess, like whatever the College of Physicians is in South Africa. And I think initially he'd like made a petition to, I guess, just pay, you know, whatever he was in arrears to get the license back. But nice, it would come this like whole rapist thing would come to light and so he Aww. just withdrew the application oh yeah okay so, so shit they found out i'm a rapist yeah <laughs> but like i mean everybody knew at the time when he was being deported and he was interviewed and stuff and a number of um articles are written about it and he just seems to kind of like sort of quietly disappeared into whatever passes for obscurity for a guy like that hmm but meanwhile, everyone else seems to be getting along fine. Candace now works with, um, I think, a, like a victim services organization. Oh. So, you know, helping other people. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible that anybody has to, that this happened to be her, in that situation. But, but. Yeah. All right. Well, do we want to go to something happier, I guess? I mean, I mean, I don't really know what to say. Like, the guy is super fucked up. He's smart. But, yes. Well, um, like, this was a kind of a sensational story when it came out. So It's still sensational. He stuck a is. fucking tube in his arm. <laughs> no. Full of someone else's blood. I know. It's fucked up. So there, there's an episode of Law and Order SVU that mm-hmm. it's not specifically about this one thing, but 
a guy accused of rape does the whole blood tube of blood thing but it turns out the blood he used was for like a sex offender or something oh, no. and he like used like the wrong guy's blood i'm convinced that there's an episode of csi but i couldn't find which one mm. um and i think this some version of the story appeared in a couple of other places and the, you know no sh- no shortage of like forensic files has an episode about it 70 tires to crime has an episode about it so like Made well, the rounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, with good reason, it is somewhat sensational in that regard. It is. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah. do you have any, I guess I'll go over like a, a weird law that we have. Yeah, sure. Share a weird law with us, please. Have you ever been to the theater, Rachel? Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. know why I hesitated to answer that I don't that know question. why, because we've been to the theater together. So, <laughs> so why are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> because not everybody knows that. <laughs> Waiting for uh, Godot have, is still the best one we've ever like. Best that play. Was, yeah, that was really. Oh good. my god! Um, have you ever watched or participated in a theatrical performance? <laughs> yeah, of course. Was that theatrical performance at all immoral? No. Oh. I'm really sure well, about then, that. Well, then you're okay, because if it was, then it would be illegal. How how would it be immoral? Who goes around deciding which performances are moral and which are not? I don't know, but I think that you have been to one that is immoral. <laughs> is that a theatrical performance? Yes, it was. Really? Yes. <laughs> are we thinking about the same thing? Maybe not. I, there was a fashion show. Oh, that's not a theatrical performance. It's a fashion show. I don't know. I don't know. That could it had theater in it. That's for sure. <laughs> so, like, if you go, I don't understand. <laughs> so, if people are having sex on stage at the theater, and you just go to watch, that's against the law. I guess so. It says watch or participate. Participate. Audience participation. I guess, or maybe if you're an actor <laughs> participating in the play. <laughs> but what about plays where people just get nude? I don't know. It's it, it's immoral. Like that's like all it says is immoral, and immoral could mean many things depending <laughs> on your your staunch or lack thereof. I know stand. we always just we default to sex mm-hmm. we're it could just be swearing. Who knows? <laughs> what was this law written? I don't know. You don't know. It's on discovercanadianlawyers.ca. <laughs> it's gotta. It has. It has to have something to do with like the church. I'm sure of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's Canada wide, so. <laughs> Well, I'll remember that the next time I go to the theater. Exactly. <laughs> is this immoral? <laughs> is this immoral? This will offend my delicate sensibility. You should really read over that playbill very carefully before you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so I've got a stupid criminal for you. Oh, do you? I do. So mm-hmm. this, what year was this? I want to say 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember 2016. Remember it well. Like it was only three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, this guy, Andrew Hennels, boasted on Facebook about his plans to raid a supermarket in a post in which he produced a selfie, a picture of a knife, and the words, doing Tesco over. <laughs> so he was caught 15 minutes later nice. with the knife. And 140 pounds in cash, which wow. he's stolen from Tesco. 
Oh my God. idiot. You deserve to get caught. I got four years. Mm-hmm. Four years for robbing a supermarket with a knife. And this guy does six years for raping two women. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Completely insane. Mm-hmm. I just, I you know, I realized I just lowered the tone again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. That's yeah, it. No, that's, that's, it's shit. It's total shit, shit balls. It's total shit mm-hmm. balls. Anything else you'd like to share with the good people out there? Um, well, this gin is entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping something more along the lines of being appreciative of their time and their listenership. Oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. You don't do care. You, do you want to tell them, like, if they have complaints about us, which they always do, <laughs> why, why, don't, why don't you? You can send your, you can address your complaints to Shelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at TNC. <laughs> if you have anything you would like to share with us, you can email us at true crime. No, I don't even know our email address. True North crime pod at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet your displeasure at TNC underscore POD or send us a fa- Facebook message blah, 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 if you prefer. Um, and that is True North Crime Pod over on Facebook. Uh, if you like what you hear, please give us a five star review on iTunes or whatever app you listen to us on. That's greatly appreciated and helps other people like you find us. Mm hmm. Yep. It does. Sure does. <laughs> what do you want me to say? All right. I guess that's it for us this week. Yeah, Thanks for is. joining us. I have been Rachel. And I've been Shelly. Stay safe out there. Please.